Monty's back in the house. Suns versus Pistons. Pre-game tonight at 6 on Arizona Sports 98.7 and the Arizona Sports app. All right, welcome back to the show. It is Wolf and Luke. Dan Bickley, of course, the co-host of Bickley and Murata, is here right now. Um, Bick, first of all, I have all the respect in the world for somebody who gets up at 4 a.m. Yeah. and then sticks around for a little bit for the next show. <laughs> well, yeah, well, generally I'm out of here 15 seconds after this show, so I'm stretching deep for you guys. So, Danny, I've got to ask you uh, yeah. this right off the top right now. Are you napping? Do you take a nap every day? I, I try not to be a napper. There's do some you days not want to do it? I, I don't want to do it. No, it, it just kind of... It puts you in a parallel reality that doesn't work well for me. <laughs> it's so difficult. It was the worst thing about yeah. the job. Did mornings, yep. of course, for a long oh, time. Oh, yeah, you 15 did. 15 years, yeah. of course. Mm-hmm. And the worst thing was laying down for two or three hours in the afternoon uh-huh. and having to sleep because you have to stay up and watch these you games. You do. Yeah, there's no well. doubt about so, that. So, man, you don't need much. You need well, five hours. Th- th- listen, there are days when, when yes, when the nap is, is unavoidable. Yeah. But I try to avoid it if I can. Uh, speaking of parallel universes, uh, the WMV. <laughs> <laughs> Good segue there, Luke. <laughs> All right, so you were out there. Mm-hmm. I've I, I wasn't there this year. I've heard some. Look, we always hear crazy stories. Mm-hmm. I've heard crazier stories this year than typically. But yeah. you were there. Was it really that different? And if so, why? No, not it. It wasn't that different. It was. Um, it was pretty drunk, and and it it tends to be that way. Uh, what I keep going back to this, and as I said earlier today, I'm going to die on this muddy, wet hill, <laughs> and that is the weather is the primary reason of everything that went down because it did a few different things. It made the footprint of the golf course significantly smaller because now all those side hills and grassy mounds that people used to congregate on, they quit congregating on them because they were slippery Mm. and you'd fall. And so everybody was just milling on the cart path. So if you were trying to get into the tournament or leave the tournament past 18, you just ran into people who were standing there watching golf. And and then as the day went on, you could just feel kind of chaos and developing a little bit. So the weather is issue number one, because if it was dry, you wouldn't see fat shirtless dudes sliding down a mud hill. Because nobody tries to slide down a dry, grassy hill, right? That's so true. they'd be standing on top of the hill, yeah, shirtless. And, and and I think also the weather made it made it a slog for these golfers who didn't know when these rounds rounds were going to get done. Uh, many of them had a, to to play a, just a ton of golf between Friday and the end of Saturday. So you, now you get dudes who are in their grills mm. while they're also dealing with all these bad conditions. It put them on edge. So I think their reactions were supersized. Um, the, But that's not to absolve the Thunderbirds of the tournament from making some key mistakes. I heard from a lot of people that very early on, because of the crowds of people that lined up to get in, it was just waving people in. So they weren't scanning tickets. So as a result, when things started to get a little wonky, nobody really could put a number on how many people were on the golf course. And that's not a good Whoa. thing for a lot of reasons. And then when they shut the gates at the front, um, there were a lot of young kids who were very, very unhappy. And I thought it was ridiculous because, I mean, who shows up for Saturday at the Open at 2 o'clock in the afternoon? You got two and a half hours of golf left to watch. Yeah. Well, you're not there to watch golf at that point, but whatever. So those many of them went around the neighborhood, went down Princess Drive, and started climbing through people's backyards to get onto the course. These are things that the Thunderbirds are not going to tolerate. They are going to do something different. Listen, for some, as somebody who's covered this tournament since I moved here in 98 – 
the days that get off the rail rails at the WM Phoenix Open are always the days that lead to growth. I covered this tournament at the turn of the century when there was no stadium at 16, but there was a lot of chaos and anarchy. And back then, I was getting phone calls anonymously from the PGA Tour. They were thinking about pulling the plug on this thing. Mm. That pressure way back then is what prompted the Thunderbirds, a very innovative, smart group of professional people who are very successful, to kind of harness it and build the stadium and because of necessity and danger and existential threats to their viability as a tournament, that's what created this great stadium at 16 out of necessity to solve an issue. So I think they're going to do something. I I really hope they don't overreact, to be honest with you, because to me, uh, I've seen a lot of great standing on this. I've seen a lot of people go off on the tournament who I did not see at the tournament. Mm. And and I again, I, I from being there, I can tell you rain was their number one issue. Had there had this been a perfectly chamber of commerce kind of weekend, uh, does it get out of control? Maybe because this tournament does on occasion get out of control on Saturdays. It's part of the DNA of the tournament, but I don't think it creates the visuals or creates the kind of backlash we're hearing right now. So it was really interesting because the Thunderbirds executive director, Chance Cosby, mm-hmm. actually said, we're going to make changes. We have a very unique culture at our events. I don't think any of us deemed it would grow to this level of attendance and excitement. Nothing is off the table. Yeah. What what I mean, Dan? Well, what, what do you think? They well, if might nothing do? is off the table, you could cons- you could think of um, limiting alcohol sales. You could ban alcohol sales. I would highly recommend against that because that what we have at this tournament is is ours and it's very special. People have tried to replicate it and imitate it across the country at other PGA tour stops, and when they do, it's almost farcical. Nobody can because it's unique to us and it's electric and it's organic. And like I said, it occasionally gets off the rails, and that's kind of what it is. Um, I, I, th- I think maybe other things they're looking at, I, I think for a while now, they've been pondering with the idea that, okay, if you look around where the tournament is, they used to have a ton of open fields where they could put cars. Now, a lot of those plots of land have been developed by businesses. So now the parking gets pretty remote now in for, for a lot of ticket holders. I, I think they've been toying with the idea, what if we severely limited capped attendance and made this more about a premium experience for lesser amounts of people. Would that work for us? Mm. I don't know. You, then you got to think about their philanthropic mission. Part of the good of this tournament is it creates incredible amounts of money for charity and it's it's a big time priority for them. And here's the thing too. In years past, a tournament like this one that, that the WM Phoenix Open just had would cause all sorts of dissension and, and anger in the PGA Tour headquarters in Florida. Now, the PGA is fighting its own existential battle against Live Golf, and and the television ratings for the WM Phoenix Open were sensational. Third most watched program on Saturday. Live Golf off in Vegas with a much bigger, better field it, it finished 51st. In, in the time slide for ratings. So yeah. it gave the PGA Tour a much needed flex. Like, okay, you know, you can do what you want, Live Golf, but we still have these thriving entities. So this is kind of the real balancing act here. This this craziness we saw on Saturday, this drunken idiocy, people shirtless, it makes for great television. You yeah. can't argue that. <laughs> it does. It, 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 you it know, does. Well, Danny, it just, it's, for me right now, as a former professional athlete, it's it reeks of fandom mm-hmm. is what it is. 
and it drives me crazy mm-hmm. that all of a sudden this is okay to act this way mm-hmm. in public. But you know, this, for me, I, yeah. I, I don't. Yeah, but there's listen. There's nothing different fundamentally about the way these fans were acting, and, and which also, in in my weird way of thinking, you can almost frame it as a victory for the tournament. And let me explain why. When you've got a field that lacked more star power than I, this is the the weakest field in terms of star power that I can remember. You had 20 plus guys from the Corn Ferry Tour, uh, lower level tour, who were in the field. And then you had this terrible weather, and yet none of it affected the attendance. You can't name one other non-major on the PGA Tour that can survive a diminished field with a, a, a weather that isn't fit for ducks. Sorry, Aaron Maloney. It, wrong kind of ducks. Up. Right, exactly. <laughs> and still a, a draw that kind of crowd. Yeah. So it's also a tribute to the fact that it's it's this is something that's uh, that that's important to the community. I get what you're saying, man. If you're a professional athlete, you don't need somebody. I'm wondering about the golfers. Have you have well, you talked to any of these golfers? Th- well, actually... listen, there were there were there were three of them who 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 made their feelings known. One of them, Zach Johnson, uh, admitted he was just burnt out emotionally from the weather and the chore of playing 54 holes. He was the most vocal one. Yeah, there are some guys who didn't like it. The the booing gets insane uh, all over the course, particularly at 16. If you don't hit a great shot, if you hit a green in regulation, but you're 30 feet from the pin, 30 feet from the pin, you're you're getting booed by 20,000 people. I mean, but but 20, most drunk people. Yes, but happen? most golfers have come to understand it's not personal, it's not lunacy, it's theater. It's just it's a way that this mob says we're going to be the ones that determine the rules of engagement and we're here to entertain ourselves. That's what the vibe is. And it's nonsensical and it's silly and I'm sure as a former athlete it is offensive. Yeah. But it's it's what makes the tournament special to a lot of people. Uh, that's so we'll key. see where they're going But there's got to be a way to do it responsibly. Correct? Well. Without I, losing the personality though. I don't want to lose but the personality. How, where, where, where do you draw that line? You uh, know? I mean it, I it's know, how do you draw that line? Yeah. Again, I, I do think the weather is is really kind of the 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 big part of this, and and I hope that I, I'm sure they are going to make corrections. And Chance Cosby is a great dude. He's got golf in his blood. His whole family has golf backgrounds. He's very sensitive to the pro golfer and their needs. Mm. I've seen any number of days in the past where guys have come off steaming about something. Yeah, and he'll walk with them to their car. Settle them down. Take their duly noted. We'll change that. Look, the, the 16th hole, they made changes going into this year, two years ago, where where bottles were being thrown, plastic bottles. Yeah. And it became sort of a thing, and, and that became unbecoming. I, I would suggest <laughs> that what I saw two years ago at the tournament, where, where they're littering the green just because somebody takes off his shirt, that's even more egregious than some of the stuff we saw this past weekend. It's just that you had golfers popping off, and you had these just really grotesque-looking videos of drunk kids acting stupid. Yeah, that the national media has gotten a hold of now. Bingo. Vic, thanks a lot, yeah, man. Yeah, you we got appreciate it. it.